even if you can connect for 20 minutes and say, hey, this is great, I gotta go run and make dinner now, it still fills you up and makes your vagus nerve stronger. Just think about that, makes your vagus nerve stronger. So my heart rate variability is going to get better. My cardiovascular risk is gonna go down. I mean, these are amazing things, right? This is completely mind-blowing, amazing stuff. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today we're gonna talk about support because this keeps bubbling up for me again and again and again. And support is really, really super important to our mental and physical well-being. So I'm going to try to really organize this well because my brain is going a million miles a minute right now. But basically for me, support falls into three categories. There's emotional support, there's physical support, and then there's financial support. So I'm going to go into physical and financial because I think those two are more quickly talked about. And then we're going to go into emotional support, which I think is like where the money is at kind of thing. So let's go into physical support. So physical support for me is really about having people that do actual physical things to help you. So what this looks like at work is having people that when I remove a lump or a bump, they put it into the pathology jar, they print out the stickers, and it gets to pathology, right? Like that's like physical support to me, where when I'm scrubbed in, I can't do these physical things that have to be done by somebody else. So that to me is like physical support. And at home, that looks like, you know, somebody to empty the dishwasher or somebody to fold clothes, like the physical support of that, right? And oftentimes, I had made the mistake in the past, and I'm learning that I had to do everything. I didn't have that physical support. And that wasn't the case. People around me were willing to do things, but I wasn't willing to give up the control of those things. So like my kids now fold their laundry. Now, when I say fold, that is a loose term and it is not pretty. I mean, their clothes are wrinkled. They're like basically shoved into baskets and drawers. They're not what I would call folded, but I'm not doing it and they have to wear it. 
and they don't care if it's wrinkly and they don't care if it's folded perfectly. So you know what? Why am I spending my time worried about that? So when we talk about physical support, I really want you to take a step back and look around you and say, what can I get off my plate that I am taking on the physical support of that because I'm controlling it? Where are there things you can get off your plate that you don't have to control that you can add some physical support to your world? So just take a moment and think about that because I do think that for many, many years, I didn't ask for the support I needed, nor did I give up the control of things for more physical support because I just like things done the way I like them. But I don't have to do it all. Like that is a big thing. I don't have to do it all. It doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. That's like kind of one of the things that comes up in my head. So think about that. Let's dive into financial support. So it's really interesting. There's been studies done that once you can meet your needs, meaning housing, food, clothing, once you can meet your needs with your finances, more money does not make you more happy. And oftentimes when I look at our finances, these are constructs that we have made for ourselves. Like when I look around and start panicking about finances, it's constructs that we have done. Like we live in a nice house and we drive nice cars. Could we live in a smaller house? Yes. Could we drive cars that aren't brand new? Yes. So we're paying more top dollar for these things that do we need? No. Are they wants? Yes. And in my brain, I had to really get that through because, you know, when we look at our lives, what am I working for? Well, I'm working for my kids to be in a good school system. And that means the house that we own gets them into a good school system where I don't have to pay for private school. So when I look at that, that is worth it to me to work towards that. When I look at my car, I just lease cars. I've done it since I was in college. And the reason I do that is because I broke down on the side of the road multiple times when I was in high school, and it scared me to death. Like, it scared me to death being on the side of the road on a highway and my dad coming to get me, and he would tie the broken down car to his car with a rope, not a chain, y'all, a rope. And it really scarred me because I was panicked the whole time. I was scared the rope was going to break on the highway and the car was broken down. I mean, it just, it really did scar me. And so I do pay good money because I don't want to break down. And I know that's my stuff that I'm carrying with me, but that's the reason I do it. And so for me, I work for that. Now, There's other things I work for, like I want good food in our house and our food is a little bit more expensive because we put good food in our house. But these are all the things that go through my brain when I ask myself what I'm working for. And when I get very specific about it, I know where I can cut. I know where I can cut back. And if we ever had to move, if we wanted to cut back on how much we work, if we wanted to do these things, we would be very specific in our goals. Like, is our goal to stay in this school system? Is our goal to, you know, be at home more and maybe have one car, right? 
When you get very specific about your goals with money, then you know exactly what you're working for and the support is there. So again, I think a lot of people that I'm talking to on this podcast have met their needs and a lot of what we're working for is kind of our wants. And that's really, really good to know because if you do want to cut back, like if you are having severe burnout and you need to cut back and you need to take time off, you really need to take a hard look at your finances and say, what am I working for and what do I really need in my life? And so making sure that you have that financial support, which I think most of the people I'm talking to on this on this podcast have what they need from their finances. It's a matter of really taking a hard look at them and saying, what do we not need? Like, what can we cut back on so that I don't have to go to work as much or I don't have to work as hard for as long? Or if I want to retire early, how do I get to that point? And I am not a financial guru, but there are great books out there by Dave Ramsey. And just pick up a book and read about it because there are amazing things that you can do to kind of switch your finances around a little bit and can really make long-term gains for you. So just think about financial support. Okay, now we're going to dive into emotional support because this is huge. So when we talk about emotional support, there is so much literature out there. And I just went back and just looked through the literature this morning because I really wanted to be able to talk to you about what has been studied regarding this. So emotional support, having social connections and true social connections, like those people you can call at 2 a.m. when like somebody's in the hospital and you need support, those are really important social connections. And the littler social connections, meaning making eye contact with a person that might be handing you a coffee or just asking a question of people like, how was your day? Or smiling at people. Those are the smaller social connections that really matter also. And since the advent of the iPhone, social connections have dropped off significantly and loneliness has increased in our population because we think we're making social connections via social media And it's not that we aren't. There's some social media that can form connections, but the physicality of those connections, meaning the smiles, the looks, you actually release hormones when your body feels good and you make that social connection. And so I think that is what we're missing. What's really super interesting to me is when you dive into these studies is that pain, physical pain, And pain from being rejected in a social situation goes to the same area of the brain. You feel it the same. There was actually a study done that people were given a placebo and Tylenol. And the people that took Tylenol every day felt less social pain, which is really super interesting. Like, think about that. So Tylenol acts on the central nervous system and decreases physical pain. And because we experience social rejection and social pain physically, Tylenol helps reduce that. It's so important. And they think the reason why social pain is felt the same as physical pain is because social connection is so integral to our survival when we were in tribes and needed to band together to stay alive. It was so integral to our survival that that is how the brain integrated it to make sure 
that we were part of a tribe. Social connections help us live longer and have a stronger immune system. It's amazing what these do. When I was looking through the literature this morning, having better social connections increased vagal nerve tone. And if you have listened to my podcast on the Wim Hof method and breathing, that also goes to vagal tone. And so the vagus nerve is super important in our body. And we know that something called heart rate variability, which is a measure of the time between heartbeats, and the more heart rate variability you have, the higher your vagal tone, and it bodes well for you, like decreased cardiovascular risk. And so what's interesting to me is that your social connections, your social support, affects your vagal tone. Not just how your physical health is, but your physical health affects your vagal tone also. And so these two can actually feed into each other. So better social support, increased vagal tone, and then your physical being is better. Now, if you have higher physical being, meaning like you're lifting weights and you're doing cardiovascular exercise, your vagal tone goes up and can actually influence how you experience the world socially. So it's amazing to me how all of this feeds together, how what I thought was separate, meaning I thought kind of your mind and body were separate. They're not. They're one and the same. And the things that affect your mind affect your body and the things that affect your body affect your mind. This is all integrated together. And I always thought I kind of was just, and maybe this is how I was taught. I'm not sure how, if this is how everybody was taught. I kind of just thought, okay, if you grow up and you get a good education and you get a good job and you're financially stable and you eat well and exercise, that you're good. Like you will be happy and you will have a great life and it will be good. But when I had a good job and I was exercising and eating well, I still totally crashed and burned. And I was looking around going like, what the hell, right? Like I've done everything I'm supposed to do. But I didn't know, nobody told me that there were so many other aspects that needed to be tended to. And so I want to put this out there so that you guys understand there's so many other aspects that need to be tended to, to have this fully integrated, joyful, emotional, just wonderful life. And nobody told me. And so I want to tell this, I want to scream this from the rooftops, that we can't just spend our time and money and effort on just working and having stuff. Because that's kind of what society tells us will bring us happiness and a fulfilled life. Well, that's not true. What's going to bring us a fulfilled life is social connection and having the support that we need and understanding that the support that we need is there, but we have to really look for it and change our way of thinking around it. Again, I had support all along when I thought I didn't because I was being very controlling. I kept feeling a lack of money, even though we had plenty, because 
I didn't have a BMW or I didn't have, I don't know, like crazy expensive things, but we had plenty to cover what we needed. And even then some, I mean, so just the change of thinking around it, really, really starting to look at and exercise my muscle of, yes, I have support. I have what I need. I'm not lacking anything. I have what I need. And I need to start focusing my energy more on what my mind needs. So anyway, I thought I'd put it out there. I hope this was clear. It was really hard to integrate everything I wanted to say today into a very clear three pillars. And then in that emotional pillar, how the vagus nerve comes in and how your emotional connections can actually physically affect your vagus nerve, which is just so amazing to me. So think about this stuff. Think about where to put your energy. Start writing down your three pillars of support and who is in each one and what you can do to help yourself support that a little bit more and put more energy towards it. I am very cognizant now if somebody asks me to, like say a neighbor reaches out and says, hey, do you want to grab a drink? Or hey, do you want to come over and have some tea? I'm very cognizant about trying to make that happen because I know that that is what my brain needs. And even if it's 20 minutes, it doesn't have to be this like three hour thing, even if you can connect for 20 minutes and say, hey, this is great. I got to go run and make dinner now. It still fills you up and makes your vagus nerve stronger. Just think about that. It makes your vagus nerve stronger. So my heart rate variability is going to get better. My cardiovascular risk is going to go down. I mean, these are amazing things, right? This is completely mind-blowing, amazing stuff. And heart rate variability, by the way, if you have an Apple Watch, it is on your Apple Watch. And there's tons of wearables out there that can help you track your heart rate variability. Um, I have an Aura Ring, O-U-R-A right now, that tracks my heart rate variability at night and does a great job and tells me kind of how my heart rate variability is doing. And I can say since I started tracking my heart rate variability, since I look at it and I'm cognizant about it, it's gotten better. You know, these are things that you can physically touch and feel with wearables and see your results. It's not just this ethereal like, okay, well, is my mind getting better? Well, I can track it. I can track if my vagus nerve is getting better, which helps my mind and helps my body. So I wanted to throw all of these kind of tips out there to y'all where to put your energy, start looking at this stuff, and just know that your mind and body is connected in ways that really perpetuate themselves, right? So if you're not treating your body right, it's going to affect your mind. If you're not treating your mind right, it's going to affect your body. So again, just throwing all this stuff out there. All right. Have a great week, y'all. I do anticipate being back next week, so we'll keep going with the podcast. All right. Lots of good energy and love coming at y'all. Take care. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.
The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.